Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Once again, fellow basement dwellers, this is Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you into another edition of Bandwagon Nerds here recording on a Sunday, a very dreary, rainy New England Sunday where I am um, still still hunkered down, still indoors, still bunkering in and, and still uh, hunkered down with with two of the best basement dwellers I could could ever imagine being uh, a basement dweller with, of course, with me always. Um, our good friend Dave Ungar. Dave, how you doing? I know it's a tough day for you, man. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's been a rough, rough week, man. I got it. I mean, not even getting into all the details. I was supposed to be on the East Coast today. Uh, you know, I mean, if we're keeping things kind of real, we're supposed to be on the East Coast today, getting ready for the Nats home opener in a few days. Uh, found out earlier in the week somebody I work with tested positive for coronavirus, which set off a a uh, a you know a pretty uh worried response my wife and i both got tested on tuesday we still don't know the results of that you know showing again the failings of this <laughs> of everything that's going on right response. now we'll just yeah. call it a response yeah the response is is uh then somebody said that somebody's been waiting eight days for a t- i mean eight days for a test result and now yeah, here it's... they've got stuff where you can get it you know do it at home test in 45 minutes so yeah it's been I mean, just so people know, I feel fine. I don't, I mean, you know, I've got a little bit of a cough and and stuff, but it's nothing. If I've got it, it's the really, really, really mild version of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's scary. You look at the case numbers jumping and and, uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about COVID-19 all day long, every day. No, no. I've, I've read that um, a heavy regimen of scotch drinking indoors 
uh, kills the virus. So, yeah. you know, for what it's worth, you know, I got a, I got a 12 year old Velvini in my hand right now, part of a special edition American Oak cask. Very, very lovely. Tastes a lot like, oh, wow. And our third co-host <laughs> already acting all hoity. I get it. You know, they have nothing but beer and lining cools, which isn't really a beer. It's just a crappy, no, just kidding. Oh, man. oh, let's bring him on. Let's bring on our good friend. The guy who said he wasn't going to be on the show and then was like, oh, I'm going to be on the show. <laughs> we all knew better. He was he was bugging us last night trying to get a, get a show together. Did that show happen? No, none of the shows no. that we're talking about happen. <laughs> none of the shows that we're talking about happen. Well, Tony, get on the show, man. How how you doing, Tony? Ahoy, ahoy, chips, ahoy. Uh, great to be back once again. And yeah, let's just be honest with each other. What the fuck else was I going to do right now? I <laughs> I had a I had a bug up my ass. I had left work early yesterday because let's face it, no one goes anywhere, so not much for me to do. And I was not the closing manager, so I said adios, hasta la pasta, salami, your mommy. We'll see you Monday. And um, on my way home, I had a few thoughts in my head. But as the night went on, um, DP bailed. Uh, Dave was already working on some stuff. This was last second put on by me. I, I just started drinking a little bit heavier, and that was the end of that. <laughs> but is that why I got the let's well, skip it, skip it message? Yeah, yeah I, did. I did. There you go. Now you know the, the uh, behind the, the behind well, the scenes of that one right there. there. Uh, I got, is a, hey, hold on. Lining Kugels oh. is an average beer. I appreciate what you're drinking. You know, cheers right, to you. And you were like, ooh. Yeah, I know. I was being a jerk. I got a Bloody Mary right here, and I'll probably switch hey. over to an IPA shortly. And I thought, right, well, I thought I'd be busy. You. I thought I'd be busy most of the day, but, like, we went over to Lowe's just to get a few things. And, man, stay at home my ass. That place was just shit-packed. And I just looked at my wife and said, we are not going in there. <laughs> Forget that. Right. And we this just is, left. This is what is driving me nuts with this whole thing. You know, and I... Places like Lowe's and Home Depot, I find really interesting as being deemed essential places. Uh, and I get it, but everybody has now decided that it's time to do those home improvement projects they haven't done. So that's why we're like finding parking lots full of stuff. And I and I guess I don't even mind that so much. I'll, I'm going to tell a little story of what happened to me last yesterday. So yesterday I had to do some grocery shopping. I was going to our uh, I was going to a Walmart against my better judgment. I don't like going to Walmart, but I will <laughs> if I have to. And um, so I'm on the way to this Walmart, and we have this big four-lane highway. It's a big throughway through this town, uh, and it's traffic-packed as if it's any other Saturday. And that wasn't really the biggest problem for me. The biggest problem I have for me is all of a sudden, as I'm looking in my rearview mirror and as I'm looking at cars around me, I'm getting all these sports cars, like weaving in in front of traffic, cutting me off, cutting other people off, gunning it out of stoplights just literally going crazy. And I figure out that it's, a, these people are street racing in the middle of a heavily trafficked Saturday, late Saturday morning, early Saturday afternoon, just the dumbest possible time to do this. And as I pull into the parking lot, I find that all these cars have gathered there and these people are hanging out as if nothing is going on. None of the stuff that we are asking people to do is being done. And this is why this problem, like, however you feel about the government's response, we'll put that aside. Our response as a people has been piss poor and is very dangerous. And that is why this is going to continue to get worse before it gets better, because I could count upwards of 50 plus people gathered in a parking lot, shaking hands, hugging and looking at each other's cars. You can't tell me that's something you needed to do on a Saturday. 
just give me a break. It's not cool. It's not cool. And people are going to die because of it. And, and I don't, and I don't understand what more it takes. Like, is it just that you have to be personally impacted in some way? Is that really what it is? Cause you know, I don't know. Soapbox over. I don't want to, I don't want to make this too much of a soapbox show, but that was my experience on Saturday. And it was, it's terrifying when it's, it's tough enough with everybody going to stores and panic buying to have something additional kind of exacerbating this whole issue is, is a real concern. It's frightening. Yeah. It, it just, it's almost like a sense of, um, like, I think we've said it before. There's just like a sense of defiance from a lot of the American right. populace that doesn't matter. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go and be business as usual. And, and you can't do that no matter, no matter what anybody say, hey, let's reopen the country by Easter. Okay. Well, you know, if you're going to take that mentality, then yeah, more people are going to get sick. More people are going to die. I agree with you, Patrick. Our, our, our response as a nation has been abysmal thus far. Right. Let's talk about stuff so, that's not abysmal, huh? Right. Well, we, for full disclosure, this is an episode that is not for the kiddies today. Not that most of them are, <laughs> as our language does run a little heavy, but we titled this one well. And I think it was Dave. I think you you were the one who dropped this title. Uh, we're just calling today's episode of Bandwagon Nerd Sausage Fest. And I added the year 2020. Just might as well mark the occasion. Sausage Fest 2020. Dave made us watch a movie on Amazon Prime. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. That's right. We're air, also quoting, gonna, air quoting. Made them watch this. Nope. Forced by made, Tony. Made, made you. Yeah. Tony chickened out. Tony, you need to watch it though, man. You really wouldn't not, get a chance. I won't. No. no. <laughs> I actually think I think a good portion of this show is going to be trying to sell Tony on watching this movie uh, well, when we get well, to the just, end. And you that, just told Rick in the chat that it was better than Rocky Four. So I mean, it what? is better than Rocky Four. That movie's trash. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> shots fired at Rocky Four. Um, we're going to continue our coverage of Lock and Key up. Uh, Lock and Key, we're up to episode four. Uh, talk a little bit more about some of the good that's happening in the world and also tie that into the sausage fest theme today before we go into talking about the cinematic classic the instant classic that is the movie one-eyed monster available streaming on amazon prime i can't i mean i took notes fellas i got a page of notes here to talk <laughs> about this and about the things that i enjoyed out of this movie and i'm even going to talk a little bit about how it connects to some greater cinema out there Good stuff today. I'm very excited. Let's see if we actually get within the hour that we always say we're going to do or whether we're back at an hour 20, hour 30. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about some of the weirder things that we've watched since having to stay at home. Sound good, fellas? It sounds good to me, man. All right. So let's dive into Lock and Key episode four. You know, I haven't looked and seen how many episodes we are, but it feels like we're at about a halfway point. Um Maybe somewhere in there. Another just another good episode uh, for me. And I love business picking up at the very end of that episode. Learning some rules. And I think that's very important is this rule uh, regarding the key and, and keys being given to Echo. I think that was the big sort of revelation that we got towards the end as Echo tries to bully uh, Bodhi into handing a key over and he won't do it. And when he realizes that she can't just take it from him, there's an interesting shift and some, a new threat is coming. I thought this movie had, or not movie, this episode had a lot of, uh, it was very lighthearted up to yeah. the very end. I mean, it was just, it was a, uh, you know, it's like a dark turn there. Yeah. I mean, Kinsey really, you know, kind of sharing 
stuff with Scott with one T. Yeah. Scott with one T. And uh, and Tyler discovering that not only can you take things out of your memory, but you can put things in there, uh, kind of like downloading stuff in the Matrix. You know, now he knows everything about Matheson and England, apparently. So he's right, got I... he's got his thing going on, and Bodie deciding he's going to lock out the well lady because she shows up in a book in Matheson. You know, and and I mean, it's all very lighthearted up until. Uh, the end. I mean, I mean, I, I tell you where, where she was trimming that girl's nails in this psych ward. Right. I just was I was just waiting for her to cut the fingers off. I was just so sure that was going to happen. And I was just cringing. I was like, ah, shit, here it comes. And she never does it. But, you know, no, there, no. but it, it is I mean, it is like you're saying, there there are rules with these keys. There's uh, and, and the ending is very ominous as she's given. She gives Sam one of the keys and now he's going to be out in the world again and you're going to get to see exactly what he did you know she said you know you strayed from the path last time stay on the path right. this time so it's like okay well what fucking path are we talking about you know that's just do with a, this omega cult thing i'm yeah, telling you yeah i mean but it's it's another another good episode another very good episode and and uh you know you get to see the characters developing more and and they're bringing more people in and you got to figure that Scott and Kinsey have got something going on. Tyler and Jackie, I think that was her name. They've got something going on. Right. Um, it's it's all uh, it's yes. all it's all good world building stuff and 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 budding and it, budding teen romances, teen angst. Here and, we go. And now and now Scott's in. Like that's the other thing that's yeah. really important here is now Scott knows at least something. He knows about the existence of magic. Was welcomed into Kinsey's mind. Uh, got to see that, and that actually you know builds and solidifies their relationship. We got to see new attitude, Kinsey, with uh, with fear being buried and her feeling very confident in herself, feeling very confident in who she is and actually being bold and making some decisions. And, and kind of with that idea of an absence of fear that like she wasn't afraid of the bullies. Like, and I think that was one of the big moments when she shows up to school and she's walking by and somebody makes fun of her hair and she's like, thanks, and just keeps going. And really has an impact on the bully too. Like the bully, she was not ready for that. She was not ready to to see her just kind of be like whatever and shake it off and and kind of throw that whole thing for a loop. As a series, there are ten episodes. Episode four is really nice in the fact that when you get to the end of this episode, you're kind of at the corner. You haven't turned it, but when you turn this corner now because you're starting to become more aware of what these keys do and how they can use them and what is actually the goal of each side of, I guess you could say the two parties that are fighting for these keys, right? And what parts of right. things that are happening, especially with the children, that's going to make the story move forward. We're, when we turn this corner, it's going to be downhill. Things are going to start moving a lot faster. Episodes five and six get really, really good as they kind of set you up for the last three, four episodes. So yeah, episode four is a key episode, pardon the pun, but it, it's going to get even that. better. It's going to get even better moving forward. It's hard for me to have this discussion with you guys. That's why I like to let you guys talk about it because you're on it as we talk about it, and I've already seen it. So just uh, a few key things there. It, it, the, basically, the attitudes that these kids are starting to have are going to start – they're going to start to find themselves even more. They're going to start become even better professional wrestlers, if you will. There you go. Coming to there. The one thing that does concern me, and this is just a belief I have, I have no no basis or concept as to whether or not I'm right or not. I don't think fear stays buried forever. Uh, and I think that that's 
just kind of one of those things about any emotions. You can bury something away for a while, but it never goes away entirely. So I'm interested to see when that eventually comes back on Kinsey, because I, I do think it's going to come back on Kinsey in some way, shape or form, because they, like the human emotion. And you heard it in that speech that Scott gave about the human brain and how humans work. Like it's very complex, very complicated. And it's not as simple as just made it like something going away. You can bury something for a while, but it'll always come back. Yeah. I, just a thought. I imagine there will be ramifications of uh, what Kinsey did and what Tyler did. You know, I, you know, I, I don't imagine, right. I mean, putting a book in your brain isn't so bad, but uh, who knows? Well, that's the thing we'll is see. we don't know where, we don't know where else Tyler's going to like, now that they know that they can do that, where does that, then how does that get used? And then how does it maybe get abused? Like you don't, you're, you're not quite sure. Right. What if, and, and, and this is again, without saying anything, what if they were to throw like their dad's yearbook into their brain? How does that impact things? What would that do? Would they then have a better understanding of the, the friends and the group of people that are around there? That is a distinct possibility in my mind. You know, there's clearly, I, I look forward to seeing the connection between, and I can't remember her name, the mom that was friends with the kid's dad when they were younger. Like there's when that kind of, I feel like that's going to explode in some way, shape or form. And we're going to get just this burst of knowledge yeah, when we actually see how the connection comes into play. Like she's the sole survivor of the group in that picture. Really? I mean, who's right. The yeah. only, the only lucid competent, one, yeah. alive or competent one left. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I just, as like I said, at the, at the beginning of the, uh, at the top of this business is about to pick up to steal from Jr. And you can tell it's about to pick up. You know, you can see that Echo's frustrated that she isn't getting what she wants. It's not moving fast enough. And now she's trying to push things. And it gave me a vibe. And it's probably just because I watched it not too long ago. Uh, but I just watched the first and second part. I, I've owned them both for a while and liked the first part better than the second. But I watched the second part of it, uh, it chapter two. And there was a uh, a comp there that I, that I really felt. And that's that idea of... Uh, it not being able to manipulate things in a way that a real person could or a, a different person could. And if you remember in it, he uses Henry Bowers. It uses Henry Bowers to try and extract some revenge on the Losers Club. And I see that kind of happening here with Echo and what's his name, where we're going to send him to try and accomplish something that she just can't do for whatever reason. That she can't just take a key. He might be able to. And that, I mean, that's what I kind of get as he might be able to take a key for her. Uh, it's it's going to be good. I mean, it's it's a great series so far. Lock and key, man. Lock and key, Tony. Just like you said, it's uh, it's one of the yeah. I mean, this is so far we have not picked a dud of a series, which I attribute to uh, well, all of us actually. We've all come up with these ideas. So yeah, I think everybody's picked one at this point. So that's that's pretty cool. Staying away from the trailer park still. We're gonna we're gonna move on unless there's some other thoughts from uh from Lock and Key, but we're gonna keep social distancing from the trailer park. We need to shady 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 stuff there. Yeah. Um. But I, I said this on last week's show, and I want to keep talking about this. Just some of the good things that are going on out there, people. If it, if you're a little bummed about what's going on with our response and being shuttered indoors, and even though it's not really a quarantine, calling it a quarantine. Uh, the good things that are happening. And so I shared a few things. And one that um, was an article that I shared very last minute, right before we did the show about an hour or so ago that I saw 
which I think made Dave's day uh, because we'll finally be able to talk about this. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing Dave's talk about it. But the first thing I saw um, that I shared with you all is that as I was on the Nerdist, the Nerdist reported that Nine Inch Nails, if you're a fan of Nine Inch Nails, they just released two albums online for free. And so, I mean, for what it's worth, if it's music that you dig, check it out. Trent Reznor shared it on his Twitter feed as well, I think is what I saw on his Instagram. So uh, I don't know anything about the music. I don't know the quality of it. I myself have not checked it out, but uh, I think that it's definitely worth a, worth some time and some listening. And I hope more artists, again, continue to do good things to, to kind of follow this out. I've seen a lot of these live concerts that people are filming from their homes. Also some good stuff. From the standpoint of music, there's a lot of people doing a lot of good stuff and getting kind of creative. You know, you talk about Nine Inch Nails putting out their first two records in, in quite a while. I know Trent Reznor and uh, the other guy in the article, I forget his name, uh, they've been busy promoting movies and doing all that sort of stuff and not yeah. necessarily focusing in on on their music per se. But now you've got these two free records that are out there. Uh, Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day released something earlier in the week. He just sitting around redid um, I Think We're Alone Now by Tiffany. Uh, great, nice. fantastic, I mean, a massive improvement on that. It's a great remake. He just, you know, just threw it together because they got nothing else going on. Chris Mann continues to pump out fantastic parodies of just about every song, and every one of them has got a coronavirus-related theme to it, from My Corona to uh, doing a, a parody of Adele's, uh, you know, whatever that's, I would, they're real popular. Hello? One. Yeah, hello, you know, that one. Hello? But he's stuck on the inside, so he's doing a fantastic job. There, There's a lot of creativity going on with music. And music's one of those mediums that, you know, you would hope that it wouldn't be quite as impacted. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get concerts and stuff like that. The big tours that might have been going on for the summer, Coachella goes down in flames, South by Southwest, those kind of conventions. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's great to see people trying to get you know, to get their stuff out there, not charging people for it, give people some entertainment, some something to keep them occupied, because God knows, you know, you never really appreciate how much it is just to go outside or go anywhere until you really can't do it that much anymore, or at least you can, but at your own risk, that sort of thing. I think about the exposure these kinds of things are getting, because let me put it to you this way. I sent out a tweet this morning. Every week, my iPhone sends me a little message about my screen time. And it said, your screen time was up 50% last week. Seven hours and 40 minutes a day I averaged on my phone last week. Wow. Right? I mean, but, I, but, but what am I doing at work? I go to work. I work for a retail store that's deemed essential, okay? I'm not going to name it. I'm not going right. to say what we sell or anything else. But I'm at work, and, you know, it doesn't take long to clean because you've been cleaning four times a day, right? So you go ahead and you spray everything down. We, we ship some stuff out because that's going on more. And then you sit around and wait and no one comes, you know, it's just kind of the way the world is, but you got to be there so people can get their stuff. We can't shut down the supply chain. I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, if they were going to do something like that, you'd have to give that a two week notice and then add four weeks on top of that. So we'd still be looking at two more months. Brief, brief segue. Right. What's some of the best stuff you guys have seen, like on social media, just things that have caught your eye from Twitter, Facebook, that sort of thing. Well, I showed you guys that video of the guy who's a British sports announcer announcing his dogs eating their lunch. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I saw that. 
Neil Diamond uh, changing the, the yes. words to uh, Sweet Caroline yep. to, to be a coronavirus. I'm a big Neil Diamond fan. If like Amen. when Neil Diamond Amen. passed away, I'm going to cry. But uh, I saw cried when I went to his concert. Yeah. Sean Yamaguchi, one of the announcers for WWE, his you know, r- friend of mine on Facebook as well, like a lot of people. Right, right. He posted something that was classic. It was like a, a line of people in the in the Netherlands waiting to buy weed. And it's like, you know, he's like, you right, got to right, get, right. get their priorities. I'm like, yeah, screw toilet paper. That's what you really need is to is to get stuff like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you two things quick. I was at the grocery store this morning. No toilet paper, no paper towel. And then here's two other things since I've been on my phone so much, two apps that I've been having fun with. One's called Brain Test. Some yep. little cool brain teasers on there. Uh, I've actually been so bored. I went through all 287. Apparently, there'll be more to come soon. So. Uh, and and if you're a and if you're a fan of going to the bar and playing different video games, Golden Tea for your phone is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I've been hooked on that as well. So that, those are my suggestions. They put that on the phone. It's really cool. It's like just like the bar game, only instead of the trackball, you use your finger up and down. So I mean, <laughs> I I'm a big time Golden Tea player. I play online, I play you know to win money on there and have a world ranking. And I can't, I haven't been able to go to the bar and play that. So stuck doing it on my phone. That's fun. I have restarted the same video game about four times. What's that? It's a Divinity Original Sin. It's an old school RPG sort of game. Very, it's like an old school, like almost point and click sort of game. Turn based, uh, highly customizable for with like characters and stuff like that. Like you can do all these sorts of different things. And uh, I'm at this point where I just am trying to decide. Like I'll get about five hours into the game and i'm like nah i kind of just want to reboot everybody and try this yeah i want to do this all over again and it's it's kind of um it's fun it's cathartic it as a D guy and i fully embrace the fact that i played dungeons and dragons for a really long time you go brother half fun you go half the fun of dungeons and dragons for me was character creation and so I think that that's a big reason why I keep starting this game over because you can just recreate characters and they're different like every time. Uh, the other the other video game I play all the time is the last NCAA football game that ever came out. I can't remember what year Holy it was, like 2000, 2012. It's a PlayStation 3 game. When my PlayStation 4, I had a I had a first, I had like the first edition PlayStation 4 that was fully backwards compatible with all the old PlayStation games. When that thing shit the bed, it was the saddest day ever because I lost the ability to play so many games. I had to go back. I bought a PS3 that just so that I could play NCAA football because in my world, even though, and this is why we know it's fiction, the University of Illinois is on par with Alabama in my world. For a dynasty. Damn it all. For a dynasty. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean. We beat Wisconsin every year. We schedule the Badgers every year. Let's put it this way. You're not even on Wisconsin's level, so why the fuck you get off being on Bama's level? Hey, hey, who 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 won this year between uh, Illinois and Wisconsin? I missed For that. What? Um, football and basketball. We swept you guys this year, actually. Yeah, and who won the division in football and who won the conference in basketball? Thank you very much. And the conversation, Dave. Did you have something to add? Uh, no, just we listening uh, we're to you, big better. Ten, I mean, big tenors. We won. Big Tenites going at each other, and uh, actually, uh, it's not, a border. It's a I mean, border I'm, I'm, a Mar- was, I'm a Maryland listen, fan, so you know that we I fully, suck. I fully respect the fact that if we were born on opposite sides of the border, we'd be on opposite sides of this conversation right now. Here's so what's hilarious could, about this whole deal, though. 
Illinois and Wisconsin are not really rivals. Like they're not. Like Wisconsin. I hate Minnesota more. About Illinois. You're right. Yeah, I hate right. Minnesota more. Well, and Illinois, like we've talked about this, and I'm sorry, folks, we're going to talk sports for a second. Inevitably, this happens. Illinois is like this team with no real rivals right now because they've been so bad for so long. Like nobody takes them seriously. Like we try to convince ourselves that Northwestern was important in basketball this year. We played Iowa and both games were really rough and chippy. And that was the first time it felt like a real like rivalry between the two schools. Iowa is usually a group of shitheads, though. So, oh, they're the worst. They're the worst. Oh, jeez. I mean, you can't almost as bad as Wisconsin Badger players. You can't watch Whoa. sports for real, so you dude, might as well play sports games. Dude, Brad Davidson hits people in the nuts when he goes around screens. Like, I, don't know. I, get, I, I, I missed it when I watched it. Sorry. I'm going to show you. Oh, I'm going to show hey, you all this. Let's go back. Let's go back to video games. Patrick, you mentioned having PS4. I have PS4. That's the console I'm on right now. Right now, I'm playing way too much NBA 2K. Uh, right. Very solid. If you like playing sports, uh, great, really good basketball game. But with all this time on my hands, I've been waiting for the right time to go ahead and play Red Dead 2. Have you played that yet? Or Dave, I don't know are you on that, I uh, but pl- I heard I great things it about it. My son. I heard great things, but it takes forever. Yeah, my son, right. I think he wanted it. I need to actually see if I can get that for him. Uh, it's, uh, it's probably on the cheap now at this point. In the and I think a lot of them level. are. I've been, I've been, I've been playing like a lot. You can get of, it for 35 bucks, the special edition, I think, right now for 35 I mean, I, Me, personally, I'm pay, playing MLB The Show 19 quite a bit. I'm not get, I haven't got 20 yet. I'm, I'm knee-deep in my... Out? What? It's out, right? 20's out, yeah. 20's out, right? Yeah. yeah, but I'm knee-deep in my franchise, you know, and, and I'm running through that, and I got NHL 20 because, you know, Big caps, and I think like they're actually like simulating the remainder of the season for the NHL, you know, right? You know, because they got, and I am messing with WWE 2K20 because it's been patched eight times and it's uh almost playable at that. Well, no, it's it's playable at this point. It's as good as it's going to get, uh, and it's DP not. He has my WWE game, motherfucker. <laughs> so as we sit here and talk about video games, it's actually a good time to kind of bring this up because uh, I thought about going retro with the two of you and you know as we look at this and and have multiple list shows i'm feeling like a deep dive into some playstation one some super nintendo uh i didn't own an n64 or a gamecube so i can't really comment on that um but but doing another list show talking about some old school gaming systems my first my first gaming system ever was an atari 2600 i think uh and i won it in a drawing because uh, our local Burger King was doing one. And my aunt at the time worked for Burger King. And every time she came to work, she entered me into this drawing. And so I won a, and this is before they had contest rules about like employees, not winning or family members. So I won an Atari 2600 when I was like five years old with like 50 games. It was nuts. I'll, hey, we can have an on-air meeting right now about it, and I'll give you my two cents and see what you think about it since you guys are the ultimate uh, bandwagon nerds here. But <laughs> DP pretty much has every single one of those video game stations right behind him when he podcasts. So what a better idea than to see when he can do it. I, I, he should be available next week. We'll get him a shot of penicillin for whatever's ailing him. And then what he can do is he can post pictures of it on social media so that people can go to our social media at Bandwagon Nerds follow along during the episode yeah i mean so let's pick a system then what what system are we going to play with here what are we going to do we're going to go how far back do we want to go because i mean dave was back when pong and ColecoVision was big 
Uh, and so I get it. Like that was know. the same time that the 2600 was out, Patrick. You know, you're dating yeah, yourself like, now. Yeah, but you're 10 years think, older than me. So you I could actually, think, I understand the damn that. Thing. I think we all come up with the list of systems that we've had with the first one up until what we're doing now. And everybody just kind of give, give their all. own list of, of what they got. I've had almost all of them. I mean, I think, you know, nowadays you can get those all in one systems. I mean, they're, you know, like the NES classic right, right. and that sort of thing. Uh, but I mean, I would, I mean, you can get the gargantua game now too. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean that, there's like 10,000 games on there. You have a trackball, you have a joystick, you have buttons, you right. can do whatever you want there. That's a, that's such a hard topic. Cause yeah. Where, what do you use as a starting point? I mean, if we're going to go and keep so, in line with the eighties project, if we're going to go back to that, then it should be the NES going forward. Probably. Right. I mean, we don't have to live, we don't have to marry ourselves to the eighties. I think that, cause I'll, I'll be honest for me, Nintendo segueing into super Nintendo, because super Nintendo, I was a teenager when that was huge. Mm-hmm. How about, how about we each come with our, up with our top five favorite systems and the three favorite games we each had for those systems. Got so it'd be like a 15. Okay. That's going to give us, that's going to give us a nice umbrella. Okay. Yeah, we can work with that. All right. So now we know what we're doing for next week's show. Let's get back Woo-hoo. to some of the good that's going on uh, for this week. Uh, one of the other things I saw, and this got me really excited because I was a big fan of this cartoon. And calling it a cartoon is a little unfair to it. Adult Swim released all five seasons of Samurai Jack to stream uh, via their website. If you have not watched this show, if you want to see some beautiful animation and some great storytelling with minimal dialogue, Go check out Samurai Jack. Such a terrific show. Such a beautifully done show. Can't say enough about it. Great action. Well done. An anime feel without an anime look is the way that I would describe it. And very just great, compelling storytelling. As the show moved along, dialogue became more of a part of it. But I remember those first few episodes, you could go a whole show with no talking. Just action. It was just what you would see on the screen. Guys, have either of you watched this? I think I've seen. I some haven't, of it. but I, I know what you're talking about. Now that you bring that up, I, I might be able. I, that's probably going to move up to the top of my queue for viewing here in the next couple of weeks. A very easy stream to do. The other thing, Dave, thank you for pointing out that the uh, first 15 episodes of GI Joe are now available for free to watch on YouTube on yeah. Hasbro's channel. Yep. Uh, and always great because those. Uh, those first 15 episodes are three five-part series, three five-part miniseries. So very good stuff. Um, start in order because you can watch the, the the development of how the character interplay and all that stuff came to be. People fail to realize Destro was never a member of Cobra. He was just an arms dealer who did his own thing, mostly with Cobra. In other news, Looney Tunes Beat the crap out of both of our picks, Patrick, for the uh, best mm-hmm. Saturday morning. Not, not even close. Nor nor did I expect it to be. I, I think some nostalgia had something to do with that. Some people just kind of caving with whatever everybody knows. No, I'm just kidding. They I decide totally get whatever, it. I get whatever Tuddy says, right. they just go with. They're like, yeah, Tuddy's, Tuddy's the MVP of this show now. So. Ooh, not true. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the guy I'm who, not the, the MVP. I'm not the MVP. Yeah, I'm not the MVP of any of the hey, five million we, shows. We, all, we almost got Rick on this show today. It, there, it was close. That been, almost was, showed up for school. I was hoping. I was hoping. Let me give a quick shout out though to a newcomer to one of the shows that I do do. Uh, <laughs> do <laughs> do 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 do
we have a new addition to the show. Not Andrew Blaz, but his brother, AJ Blaz, who does NWA coverage for thechairshot.com, is now going to be featured on uh, podcast TWI. So check him out, young kid uh, with a lot of talent and good opinions. Very nice. Cool. Have to check that out. All right. Get him on this show, too. Yeah. Yeah. Get everybody on the show. Everybody come to Bandwagon. We need all the nerds we can get. We need to get a lady on this show at some point. I, if Not I, this episode. I did, my wife will sit in any time, man. Your, your wife did sit in on an episode. Your wife and... and um, my niece. Who was it? Your niece. That's right. So that there was that. So anyway. You could probably get other, DP's lady to come on next week and bitch about how much sp- time he spends playing video games. <laughs> nice. That'd be good. So the last thing that uh, I feel is some good in the world. And I feel like people are disingenuous if they're not excited about this. America's number one internet porn site, pornhub.com has changed its name to stay at home hub.com <laughs> and is allowing you to start a porn hub account for free for 30 days. Now, anybody like in keeping with the episode, with the, you know the sausage fest episode let's be real here gentlemen none of you are above the adult entertainment can we agree on this listen this is kind of funny because we've we've broached something just past this topic um wednesday me and platt and okay i came up with, i can't he was talking about women and uh, uh the world's oldest profession and my comment was it never paid for it never will and I have the same opinion on porn. Not that I've never watched it, but I never have paid for it, and I never shall. And now you don't Good have for to. You. And now you, and don't, now you have... don't have to for 30 days. That's on porn. right. Here's, here's the funny yeah, the question about... is, even before the that, were you paying for it before then? Of course well, and, not. Because here's what's, here's what's funny about that. Yeah, you make a good point, because it's premium content. And I've, I, full disclosure, been curious enough to be like, should I start it? Should I do it? And then just realize <laughs> that the hassle that it's going to take to cancel the damn thing is probably worth more than actually starting up the account when you consider that basically it's higher res quality video than what you get when you just jump on there for free. Because you can access videos on Pornhub for free. Like, you do, like there's not even a wall. There's not even a I verify I'm 18. Like, I just, you just click right in. Hello. And there you go. Pick your category. Uh, and if you need help, <laughs> Pornhub will, will set you up. It's got the top categories what most people look at. Yeah, check check your, y'all, check your fetishes here, and, and, and we'll hook you up. It's Listen, very, very reasonable. Patrick, it's very accommodating. Patrick is committed to this podcasting thing, and he does a lot of research for the show. Yeah. Right? You know what? It was a lot of hard work that I did for. <laughs> That's what she said. There was a lot of double-clicking that took place. Uh, there was click, a lot of stop double, and start. Double click uh, your mouse, you know that sort of. Thing. No, no, because because that's that's a that's a lady thing. Okay. Like I manhandled my joystick. Ooh. Is is yeah. See if we're gonna if we're gonna do some entendre. But yeah, Boy, here's the thing. We're, we're going down a perfect path for right where you want to go in this show too. Right. <laughs> this is this is totally <laughs> rabbit the show, hole, the baby. Rabbit hole. Well, but here's my point. Again, if you're sitting here listening to our podcast right now and you're like, what? I've never liars. You're all a bunch of dirty liars because we all liars. know basement dwellers, fellow basement dwellers. We know what you'd be doing in the basement. Like that's why you in the basement. You're not in the basement to listen to us. Like, come on. You listen to us 
And then you go look to porn. There's a musical out there. It was on Broadway called Avenue Q. Had a song. Song called The Internet is for Porn. Look it up. It's true. It's a great song. all true. You're a bunch of perverts and you know it. Hey, I applaud Pornhub for trying to help the masses out during this crisis. You know, I mean, if you're stuck, if you're stuck at home, why the hell not? Right. You know, as as that song says, grab your dick and double click for porn, porn, porn. Great, great song. (laughs) Speaks a lot of truth. Uh, Yes. What can you say? So anyway, I mean. And not much other than when you look at the top searches at Pornhub, I am, I'm mildly disturbed at the number of people who want to bang their stepmom. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stepmoms. There's a lot of stepsons. There's a, a lot of babysitters, sister porn, a lot of babysitters, babysitters are popular. Uh, I don't know what else is on there, but how do you know this Dave? Are these your categories? It's yeah. like your hot, like you got these all bookmarked. Yeah. They're, they're my hot tabs, <laughs> my hot tabs, you know, they just go <laughs> right to me. I believe the miniseries is Family Pies. Oh, how do you know these things? You know, I, how do you know? How do you know that Pornhub finds your porn for you? Yeah, you got to go. It does. You, I went to the site, checked it out. I guess. You got to go. Got to just hang <laughs> out, <laughs> hang out on the MILF channel. And that's all you really need to do. Right. I assume well, there's one. There's got to be one. Sure, Dave. OK, <laughs> I assume there's one fucking liar. You know what you did. Anyway, this feels like a good place to take a break. Relax a little bit. Bring the blood pressure down. Maybe <laughs> we'll get some milk or something. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to cut over to a little bit of our commercials. Pay some bills. You are listening to Bandwagon Nerds on the ChairShot Radio Network at thechairshot.com. Also found on eWrestlingNews.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the best worst movie you can find on Amazon.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. Welcome back, fellow basement dwellers. Hope you were able to relieve some tension after all that porn talk. Because we're going to dive in to some cinematic greatness. Now, full disclosure. As I said, Dave made me watch this. Dave, Dave started this whole this whole episode really came from Dave bringing this movie up as he was like, guys, in the bandwagon nerds chat, he's tried to defend himself already. He's like, guys, I watched this movie in the chat. It was pretty funny. So so can, was, I, oh, can I tell no, no, you, you defend? No, defend, no, 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 no I, I just I just want to tell the story as to how this started, because it's kind of funny. So I'm like sitting in the kitchen. My wife and my niece who have been on the show before they're in the other room. They're looking for something to watch on Prime. And they start talking about what is what is one eyed monster, and they start reading this thing, and I'm like looking at, at, at my nephew in law, he's over there too, and I'm like, I'm like it, it, that movie sounds really familiar, and he goes, I think that's the one about Ron Jeremy's disembodied dick, and sure enough, the girls have started watching this thing, and I mean, I came in probably I don't know, like I missed the first fifteen or twenty minutes of it, sat down on the couch and watched mo- almost the rest, of, almost all the way to the end. And was just transfixed by 
the sheer i mean it, it, it's it's one of those movies that is so bad it's good you know that sort of thing and we've all seen those and we all love those kind of movies it's so bad that it's good and there's just so many cliche things that are going on in this thing but i mean yeah lost in all this it's a disembodied the disembodied dick of ron jeremy running around killing people Right. You want me to read the synopsis? Please. Because I actually think I've seen. I think I actually think I've seen this back in the day. This movie's from 2008, by the way. Right. It's uh, 10, oh, over 10 years so old. Here we go, folks. If you have, if you just so you have a little bit of idea of what these guys are about to talk about, and if you have any interest at all, this is while it's broken down. All hell breaks loose during the filming of a porno film in a remote North Carolina location. Male lead Ron Jeremy gets struck by a meteorite causing his penis to detach and be taken over by sex-crazed alien. Penis murders Ron and other actors from the production and plans to take over the world through procreation. Crew member Jonah, an army veteran, bands his co-workers together, and they plot to kill the alien before it inseminates all of humanity. That's all you need to know. All right. So let's let's talk about a couple of things uh, with this movie. First of all, the number of, <laughs> the number of lines in this movie that are amazing – and just how expected. I mean, you know, this movie is going to be a running dick joke. Like that's the whole object of the show. I wrote down my favorites as I was going through this. I'd be like, ha this is funny. Um, and, and it, it <laughs> oh gosh, I'm reading them again. And it's just like, it's hilarious. So this movie has a little bit of everything in terms of bad dick jokes. Um, but the, the very first, the very first joke that really stood out and, and really caught my attention there's this sound guy who's also kind of like a, a tinkerer scientist character who's invented a simulated vagina yep. or it's a simulated orifice that he can program with his computer to simulate any celebrity and that, that particular orifice. And he's trying to get one of the male porn actors to try it out. And the guy's like, I don't fuck with my livelihood. And one of his friends is like, but you do fuck with your livelihood. And it's like, yes, that's so true. It's it's outstanding. Let's talk about some of the people that are in this movie, though, by the way. There's three that are of any consequence. Ron Jeremy himself. True. Which the man is a national treasure. Let's be real here, right? Absolutely. Right. And honestly, if you want to read something compelling, and I'm not even joking. This is not me joking. Read his autobiography. It's fascinating. I couldn't put it down. That's what she said. But anyway, go ahead, Patrick. No, I'm just saying, like, it's a really good book. It's surprised. It surprises you how good that book is. There's also a very interesting documentary about him and kind of just kind of how he's lovable, but kind of sad. Uh, and, and sort of like the way, like, he'll just kind of willingly do anything and use his celebrity any way that he can um, you, to make a buck. Ron Jeremy is, is testament to the power of having an, a much above average size penis, because let's be honest, Ron is not the best looking guy in the world. No, he's nicknamed the hedgehog for a reason. He's a, you know, with his nine and three quarter inch penis, as he makes sure to like, let everybody know during the taping, the other great porn star that is a part of this film is uh, Veronica Hart, who uh, was big in the eighties uh, is, is in her, like, I don't even know now, like she was doing porn in the late seventies, early eighties. She, uh, at one point has one, uh, again, another kind of great exchange where as she's about to sacrifice her life so that everyone can survive by killing Ron's penis. She talks about um, how she's willing to give herself up 
because porn is no place for a senior citizen. To which Jonah responds, you're 47. And and she talks about how that's like 150 in dog years. And again, hilarious. Hilarious. Doggy style years. Doggy style years. Very much so. The the grizzled army guy who shows up out of the wilderness and has a horror story about his own detached penis battle that he had back in Vietnam and how he had to defeat it by choppering in two Saigon Two Saigon whores. And as the penis is exploding, (laughs) the penis explodes and he's like, guess what? Now it's rated dick. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. The part where the uh, the guy, where the the tinkerer gets basically like, you know, he gets like attacked by the dick and he's being, he's like saying, I'm fine now, guys, and all this stuff. And it's like, and the other guy's looking at him. It's like, all right, this isn't right. And he's be it's it's straight out of Independence Day. That scene from Independence Day where right. he's being oh, yeah. controlled. It's like it's in his ass. He's controlling it through his ass. <laughs> he was controlling it through his ass. Yeah, I had that Linda. Here's the thing is there are some homages to some really great films in there that if you're paying attention, I think are like, like Aliens. The second Aliens movie. Yes. They build the tracking device that beeps as it gets faster as the as the penis gets closer. Totally from Aliens. Like the 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 aliens get closer and things beat faster. The penis gets closer and this thing beeps faster. It's hilarious. Um, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, and a pretty much straight up homage to Night of the Living Dead. One of the first lines that I wrote down is as they're introducing the characters to each other. And the tech guy meets the main character, Jonah, who's this, uh, who's black. And they, they, he's like, oh, you're the sound guy, right? And he's like, I'm, a, I'm just a sound guy. Like, you're just a black man. Like that is a wink and a nod to the camera that, hey, we're the two guys that are competent. And in Night of the Living Dead, one of the things that was really unique about that movie and what is what I find to be a fascinating homage, not, not a fascinating homage, but just like a nice homage, is that the, the competent character that is keeping everybody alive is this black guy that nobody takes seriously. Very much this same sort of storyline in Night of the Living Dead, except instead of a penis, it's zombies. Right. And it, like, it, go ahead. It's, like these, the makers of these movies clearly have a background. They do. And I mean, and it's funny because there's so many horror movies out there where, and I, that's why I kind of hope Platt would be here because he would find this amusing because Platt's black. Oh, totally. And it's like, there's so many horror movies out there where it's just like, you've got the one black guy and it's like, okay, well, he, we know he's going to be sacrificed early on in this movie, that sort of thing. And this one, he lasts all the way to the end, you know, that sort of thing. He's like the last, last line of defense against the dick, that sort of thing. Which just same. I'm sorry. When, whenever, when anybody ever brings it up, I always have to do my old bit with Chris. He's black. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Only in the parts like, that count, Tony. That's that's what it is. <laughs> How would you know that? I check Amber's Twitter account. Yeah, Amber's told. Me. No, anyway. <laughs> Damn. Speaking of Amber's, the other name that was in there and that actually marked made me mark out a little bit is in the movie Amber Benson. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Amber Benson is, Amber Benson played Tara in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show. That's right. And so, and so I'm looking at her, I was like, oh my God, look where your career went after Buffy ended. Damn, you're in a movie where you fall in love with Ron Jeremy's penis and get impregnated by the penis and then do everything to you can to protect ron jeremy's disembodied penis it's amazing 
it's a uh, it's a treasure a lost classic that's for sure i'm glad that i could bring some enjoyment to your life patrick but again and i'm telling you like you've got great lines like the director of the movie being like ron take off your sweater and ron being like i'm not wearing a sweater because he's so fucking hairy and disgusting that's right in the celebrity database uh, you can't catch a lot of the names, but you can clearly read Sarah Michelle Geller's name <laughs> as one of the names in the database. Like there's so many look like Veronica Hart getting her role in the porn movie because of her ability to do Kegels, yes. which then comes into play at the end of the movie as she's able to do Kegel exercises to keep the penis from coming. And so it's balls explode and it rains. John Jeremy come all over everybody on the side of the mountain. Oh, uh, <laughs> It's hilarious. Hey, Rick, I've definitely seen this movie. Hey, Rick, if you're Good listening, job. Rick, if you're listening to this, you need to watch this movie, man. That's all I got to say to Big Rick. Now, now, did you stick around for the whole? Like, did you stick around through the credits? No. Rick's probably staring at a tree right now. <laughs> so, in my opinion, probably the best part of this movie is in the credits. There is a song. And this song, it's a it's a song about doing Kegel exercises and how great they are for your sex life. It's outstanding. And it talks about Kegels for men and women. And I probably laughed harder listening to that song as much as I did throughout the whole thing. I mean, and, and I got one other nod that I that I wanted to acknowledge and make sure and in Amazon Prime clues you into this, but there, you know, there's a you mentioned Independence Day, I mentioned Out of Living Dead, Aliens, The Thing. Like people stranded up in a in a snowy cabin. I'm basically yeah. Um, any the Evil Dead, um, the camera angles following the penis as it like goes after things in the snow and cuts yes. that dude in the half. Pe- the I, penis view is is fantastic. Right, <laughs> just the viewpoint from that's, the that's, penis. That's straight up from the Evil Dead. That's straight up Sam Raimi. That is an homage to Sam Raimi. And I'm willing to bet money Sam would love that movie. I have. No he probably idea. does love that movie. <laughs> Sam, if you're listening. Get back to us on the show. Let us know how much you enjoyed One-Eyed Monster starring Shit. Ron Jeremy, Sam probably Amber had Benson, so, Sam probably had something Hart. to do with it, Patrick. For all we know, Sam he had something a, to do with it. Tony's <laughs> so, well, watching it right now. One can only Let's see. The only, the, a couple other notes. Uh, my, my other favorite line, the last, the last favorite line I have out there is, that may be his dick out there, but it's a mass murderer. Like Amber Benson trying to say that she can't, that we can't kill this dick. It also turns into a damn Scooby Doo mystery at one point uh, as they're trying to, to figure out who's sabotaging them. Uh, just here's the thing we're all getting a little cooped up. We're a few weeks in now. This is the sort of shit you got to start watching. Amazon Prime is there for you to help you find the best bad B movies. This is the sort of movie that if it still existed, would have shown up late night on a Friday or Saturday night on the movie channel on Joe Bob Briggs's drive-in theater. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, do yourself a favor and look it up. Because Joe Bob Briggs's drive-in theater was one of my favorite things to do when I didn't have anything to do on a Friday or Saturday night. And it was this guy who would sit down in a drive-in set and he would give you a body count. He would give you a count of babes, breasts, and bodies for every movie before it would, would go on. And he would love to do this. And then he would talk about the different types of fighting when we just tack on the word foo at the end of, of various nouns. So it'd be like 
army ranger foo, penis foo, breast foo, and that it was good, good stuff. This would be heavily edited on something like Up All Night on USA with Ron Shear, or parodied uh, either on Riff Tracks or MST3K, Mystery Science Theater 3000, and, and would find new life that way. Just a terrific one hour and 25 minute diversion. Started that movie last night at 11.30, was done by one. Just outstanding. Thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Seriously, thank I'm, you, I'm, Dave. I'm here for you guys. I'm, I'm here. And now when Tony watches it and comes back to me and say, what the hell's wrong with you? Uh, then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll know. <laughs> I've seen nothing. this, actually. No, I've seen it. All right. And now, now. and now the truth has been revealed. Everybody can feel better about it. No shame. Tony, you were acting like you were above the fray, though. That was adorable. It was, you know, it was probably a decade ago, but yeah, I remember a lot of what you're you, talking. You know, about. it's it's probably one of those you were you were bored in Wisconsin. Your family video, because we all know the fam. Yeah, see, you know what I'm talking about. Walking around family video, and you're like, ah, fuck it, this looks funny, and you just sort of swooped it off that dollar rental for a week shelf. Because we, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? You had family video, right? I am not going to even placate you. Because <laughs> you know, I know it. That's how you know I'm right, right there. Family video, man. Where kids? I actually, I, I actually worked in a blockbuster when I was in high school. Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't was that bad. Here's our obligatory, what, our obligatory wrestling reference. Five years ago today, Seth Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania 31. I was there. Damn it. Nice. And now we got well. An ten MVP. years ago, ten year, ten years ago today, or ten years ago, a couple of days ago, I saw Shawn Michaels' career in ring career quote-unquote end right because i was at wrestlemania 26 ah, with greg sweet uh in phoenix so yeah i was and then we went to the raw the night after um because that's what you do right like you go to wrestlemania you see the raw the night after you have to. everybody does it you have to exactly you want to be a part of that crowd um but this is this does lead to a nice segue as we start to get a little desperate here and you can tell that people are getting desperate because of the popularity of that tiger what's its name show on netflix have you guys watched this show yet <sighs> i tried it. to watch it I tried to watch it. I think I got in maybe 10, 15 minutes in, and I, I can't watch it because I can't watch those animals in the cages. Like, point in case. It's cruelty. Like, not even the ones that just have a bunch of, I mean, even the ones, I should say, that have a bunch of room, they're still, like, not where they should be. But I think in the first 10 minutes, this guy who I don't even know what his deal is walks out to a minivan, opens it up. It's 100 degrees outside, and there's a snow leopard in a dog cage in a van and it's a hundred right. degrees outside. I mean, like right then and there, I'm like, I, I just, I don't want to put myself through the mental anguish. A friend of mine watched it, said you get past the first two episodes and it's more about the story of him, you know, hiring someone to kill someone that was trying to shut down his zoo, but it's number one on Netflix. It's been number one on Netflix is going to continue to be number one on Netflix. Well, this just tells you where people are and how desperate they are for entertainment, in my opinion. Cause, and here's the thing is, this this show has taken over to the point where Mrs. O'Dowd wants to watch it. Like because one of her friends has put it over so hard and is so excited about it. So I have a feeling we're going well, like I'm going to hey, watch it. Did you see the trains collided down by the river? Let's go take a drive down there. You can look at it. You can see it from the top right. of the bluff. I mean, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, very much so. And you know, without di- diving too deep into into that, because again, I haven't watched the show. Dave, I don't know. Have you even sniffed it? 
sniffed it and quickly walked out of the room and said, mm, this stinks to me. So I'm le- a lot of it's there the same, same reason as Tony. I don't want to watch animals in, in right. that sort of situation. And sure. I've heard enough about it, but I, it's like, uh, I got other shit to do. So you guys, you guys want to hear the top ten on Netflix? Since you bring up that kind of what people are watching right now, sure, yeah, sure. All right, so Tiger King, I already told you, is number one. Uh, Ozark is number two. Yep, just episodes. dropped season three, right? Yep, yep, yep. Number three is All American. That's new Don't episodes that of that. Uh, on uh, it looks, I'm not exactly sure what that is. Uncorked, it looks like a cooking show. That's number yep. four. I, that that'll be the rest of my day. You know what I like watching? <laughs> I love cooking shows. Um, the Platform is number five. Looks like some kind of movie. sci-fi thing going on there. Okay. It's a it's a prison movie where the higher up you are on, like, because they're all platforms, the higher platform you are, the better quality of food you get. Have you guys ever seen Cube? Yes. Yes. Nope. Dave, you never seen Crazy. Cube? Nope. Oh, watch, watch Cube with your lady. Really? You've never seen Cube, Dave? Mm-mm. Oh, it's very good. Not, that legitimately surprises me. That's that's a very good movie. I would strongly recommend Cube and Cube Two. So Cube One's better. Okay, I have to check that one out. Uh, number six, Bloodfather, Mel Gibson movie. What? Uh, number seven, Self Made. Number eight, Love Is Blind. That's that series good. where they marry yeah. each other without seeing each other. Number nine, Badland. And number 10, Car Masters, uh, Rust to Riches. So that's what people are watching in America right now. At least on Netflix. Very true. I uh, I personally, as we kind of dive into this, uh, as we talk about what we are watching, I, given the season, I haven't really watched anything too bizarre. I think the most bizarre thing I've watched, honestly, is One-Eyed Monster. But uh, I've started busting out. I've been a little more on the Disney Plus side of things. Uh, all that nostalgia talk last week uh, got the little O'Dowd kicked on to some cartoons, started watching Chippendales Rescue Rangers uh, for, yes. some thro- for some throwback stuff. And Monty. started watching Jeez. Right, Jeez. right <laughs> him and, and uh, Gadget. Everybody loves Gadget, um, including Chippendale. And then the other thing we started watching is he wanted to start watching Star Wars stuff. So we started watching Clone Wars. Oh, yeah. And uh, that go? he tore uh, really, really well. We tore through. I had to stop him. Um, yesterday because we had tore through about five six episodes before lunch and it was like i need you to like get off the couch for a little bit so uh watch that for a little bit today given the season i'm watching some of my favorite wrestlemania stuff uh so i watch you know we're stuck, talking about Shawn michaels i'm actually watching wrestlemania 25 right before we uh came down to record i had just finished watching uh undertaker and sean in that classic match, followed by a sneaking solid triple threat match between Edge, John Cena, and the Big Show. Yeah, it, it just it, the problem is Taker versus Sean is probably the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. And I know I've done at least two episodes on my own show discussing ranking WrestleMania matches. So, oh yeah, it's not even about that. I, you know, I don't know. I, I just it's where kind of where I am. I've also you know I'm still doing my NWA watching. Um, my old mid, oh, uh, mid Atlantic, yeah, Mid Atlantic, not Mid South, Mid Atlantic. Gotcha, Tony. What about mid-south you, man? Is... I mean, Patrick's Patrick's knee deep in Clone Wars, which is about the best thing you could do. What What are you watching right now, man? <clears throat> anything good or anything standing out or odd shit that's out there? I mean, there's a lot of odd shit out there. And if you're on Pornhub, I, Pre- I went... if you're on Pornhub Premium, then there you go. <laughs> yeah, you could be into fisticuffs. Anyway, whatever that means. 
Uh, no, I um, <laughs> I, I watched a, a a couple seasons of Cheers. Actually, nice. went back and did that. Yeah, um, but I've been all over the cooking stuff, and there's a lot of good ones on Netflix. And I'll just I'll just rattle them off here, and we can move on because that's kind of what I'm into. I, I miss going to different restaurants and trying different food. Um, there's not a lot of different kinds of things to buy at the grocery store right now. It's kind of plain and simple if you're at your local deli to kind of bring that up. But um, somebody feed Phil. It's the producer from Ray Romano. Uh, Ugly Delicious with David Chang. Chef Show, John Favreau and Roy Choi. If you haven't seen any of those, check them out. There's some others in between there. Anything Gordon Ramsay is always great. But yeah, that that's what I've been doing. And Patrick Disney Plus has one uh, family cooking show uh, that's out right now. And to bring it back to wrestling, and I'm going to kick it over to Dave. Big Show's Netflix series drops April 4th. Yeah, I mean, yes, I saw that. From my standpoint, the best stuff I've watched this week was. Uh, and I had no idea that the whole dark side of the ring was a whole series. I just thought they were covering the Ben Watt thing, but I watched my wife, uh, my niece and I, we sat there and we watched both parts of the Chris Ben thing. And, uh, it, it, that's a fantastic documentary. I, and because we're all wrestling podcasters, I found it interesting that not one WWE guy is on that. These are all, I mean, it's almost like AEW produced this damn thing. I mean, they are all involved in WWE, but you got Jim Ross, mm-hmm. you got Chris Jericho, you got not, you know, and of course WWE doesn't want anything to do with that. But that's a, I mean, a fantastic documentary. And I know uh, Platt had mentioned something about the relationship with Eddie and Chris. And and I mean, you know, you could see when, when Eddie died just how shattered Chris was and, and, and just, you know, that, all that stuff, the CTE stuff. And just, uh, I thought that was fascinating. I think Ben, or, uh, Jericho's got a good point, man. Maybe Nancy Benoit deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, even though we're never going to put Chris in right. it, but maybe she deserves uh, and, and her connection to him, I think, is what will hold the WWE off from it. Like, I read a lot. I've done a lot of reading and research around Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Uh, one of the things that I was really surprised but happy to see in terms of interviews, and I wish they would have done more with this guy, was uh, Nick Rodanzo who wrote the ring of hell book, uh, which is a very much a, and I'd like to go back and read it though. I, I have some problems with the way that he kind of portrays steroids um, and, and kind of the idea of what, what steroids does uh, to a person because he, he talks about Chris Benoit just being steroid fueled all the time, but it, he's, his whole career has been investigate like crime, crime, real true crime books. So he takes famous like crimes and incidents that have happened, does the research, does the forensic research, follows police reports, cases, all this stuff gets interviews and, and writes books about them. And so for them, like I think his book is good. It's probably a little sensationalized, um, but it, it does a, it does a much more, a very interesting deep dive into Chris's life Um from the moment he became interested in wrestling right up until he did what he did. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, it's interesting. The people that they interviewed for that show were absolutely the people that they should have interviewed for that show. Chris Jericho and Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit were tight, 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 traveled together. Chris and Dean traveled together. Eddie and Chavo. Benoit traveled together. And Eddie and Chavo. Um, before that. And then Eddie and Chavo later on. There's who who stuff- was it? 
<clears throat> who was it that said that who who was it that he called to come over to his house and they said that they couldn't make it when they actually could have made it? Was that Bob Holly? I think it was Might Jericho. Bob Holly. I think it was Jericho. No, no, I thought it was Bob uh, Holly. Like the day it happened, they they he Benoit. See, you know, I I haven't followed any of this stuff in the last decade. Like DP and I do that podcast together. We actually were roommates together in our younger days when this actually happened and like Eddie's death and then the Benoit thing, like imagine like, you know, DP and I were, were roommates in our, our early mid twenties and like, we're watching this. We're like literally crying while we're watching raw and shit while this is happening. And I just haven't felt the need to go back and revisit any of this. I won't right. go back and watch that. I understand why people would, and I get it, but I thought that Bob Holly was the guy who he had called and said, Hey, come over. I want to talk to you or something. And Holly's like, Oh, I have to, it was someone like that at the time that was in the company and they, they just didn't want to do it, which is understandable. You know, when you're friends with somebody and you see them all the time, they go, Hey, come over. And you're like, "Ah, I just kind of want to go home, you know, relax tonight or whatever. And it's not a big deal, right? It's not his fault, but that is out there though. I believe. Yeah, right. and they steered away from all the conspiracy theories that it was really Kevin Sullivan who did this. So they, they didn't even go which, down that which rabbit good. hole. Good, because that is such a ridiculous conspiracy theory that it should have never been brought up. Right. Like it it's all that that whole that whole narrative is completely based on what happened in WCW mm-hmm. and the end of that marriage. Right. And that and that is just it's ludicrous and it's people wanting to believe. And this is why it has always been a struggle for me, and probably why I was so fascinated and why I've read every bit of anything I can find on on this case is I get that people love the work that Chris Benoit did in a ring. Like I get it. And I, you know, I'm surprised the show has gone this way, uh, but I'm okay with it. I don't, I can't reconcile people who want to, like, I, I understand people wanting to find a different reason as to the cause of death because they want to be able to fondly remember somebody that they loved working in the ring. And that performer. And it's very hard for people to reconcile that this guy did what he did in their mind. And so I understand. Like, I understand. I think that it's, um, I think that it's foolish and it's your, your head trying to tell you something that your heart doesn't want to hear. Right. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of, there were a lot of things that, you know, that I've seen in different investigative pieces Somebody was um, sent to Benoit's house after they'd done the wellness check request, like to go over there, did, saw the police and then went back and left. I think it was like Dave Taylor or somebody. It was somebody really random. Um, And there's just all this stuff that sort of surrounds it. And it's a a very sad thing to watch. Dark Side of the Ring, if you haven't watched the first season, by the way, Dave, um, good, good episodes. I particularly like the one on Bruiser Brody uh, that, that's co- covered there. It doesn't they get cover much Randy Savage. than that. Or Randy right. Savage. Right, they cover Savage They cover Savage and Elizabeth's relationship. Uh, and some of the people that are interviewed in there obviously aren't interviewed for it now because of the role for WWE. Bruce Pritchard plays a very significant interviewee role in multiple episodes in the first season because they talk about the I, Von Eric family. But... I'd say Elizabeth more sad than Randy. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, is that streaming? And so is, there's is season one streaming anywhere. Do you guys know? Uh, I, I think on vice, if 
you go on the Vice's website, you should be able to find it. Okay. And I know that if you have the channel, they've been replaying the episodes around with the with the release of season two. Because right. the next um the next episode is uh New Jack. Oh God, who is was it, it on New Jack or something? New Jack, yeah, it's it's about New Jack, and New Jack actually is there for the show. Um, he is. And did interviews. So. He is. So I'm interested to see what they do with this one. So the last thing I wanted to throw out to you guys that I've seen is because uh, we talked about it a while ago when we were when we were still going to the trailer park before social distancing came in was the movie Bloodshot, which basically was out in theaters and came straight onto uh, video along with Birds of Prey is now out as well. Patrick, I my pr- prophecy came true on that one that it would be out immediately. Uh, but I did watch Bloodshot and uh, surprisingly good. I, and I'm not a big Vin Diesel fan, but it was a. Uh, surprisingly good they borrow a lot of stuff like we said they borrowed stuff from universal soldier they borrowed stuff from the matrix they bother borrowed stuff from punisher and they kind of blend all that stuff together in, in a in a very good movie i mean i was i was pleasantly surprised it uh it would have been a good a decent place to start the valiant shared universe but for the fact that it looks like sony sold the rights to harbinger to paramount which should put the end to any shared universe for at least the time being. But I would say, yeah, if you're on the fence about it, it's a good movie to watch. I greatly enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, I will wait till it's not $20 to rent. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, to be blunt, like for, for oh, this, I bought, like, it. I, like, I bought it. I mean, 20 bucks. Right. I'm like, I'll buy it. Like, I like that these studios are doing this. I'm not going to spend the money on something until, uh, unless it's something I really, really want. And real, that night's something that I'm kind of interested in, in my checkout down the road. Um, I'm going to finish off uh, my, my last thing about it was something I mentioned we were going to talk about. I shared right before the show. Uh, Mr. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, your your opportunity to shine is coming as the CW in April. I think it's April 7th and 8th is going to replay all five episodes as they try to fill the void left by no new programming. I, I motion for a vote. Do I hear a second? What vote is what this? Are we what are we on? voting on? I don't know, Dave. You might want to second the vote. <laughs> I'll second it. I've seen the first couple few episodes, but all right. I, I, I motion that we make Patrick watch this and we all watch it again and 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 review it on on an episode of Bandwagon Nerds. Oh, I'll second that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. See where I was going with that, Dave. That a boy. I was probably going to watch it anyway. I shared it, so I it's you know it's it's the opportunity. I'll I'll entwine myself into the DC universe. Return to Brandon Routh's aged Superman, uh, and all. If you that don't stuff. like it, if you don't like it, I'll shave my head. Uh, <laughs> be an improvement. Anyway, full, dis- full disclosure: I do it all the time. I'm about to do it tomorrow. Right. You know what's funny? I, I got to say this before we close out the show. Nicest show we've been to Dave. Well, I've been to Dave anyway. Yeah, I'm always nice to Dave. This is a you thing. <laughs> You know what? It's because Dave, we got to talking about porn and penis movies, and, and that just that was just too much. So we, bo- um, I feel like know, we bonded in a very strange way, Patrick. I, I really no, we do. did not. But anyway, I, I will say, you know, it's probably the afterglow of watching WrestleMania twenty five. That's when we're throwing out there. With I feel like the show should end with the song "Come Together." <laughs> oh God, but um, Ching, that's the second but um, Ching I've given you today, my friend. Um, and here's what's funny. So Tony, PC Tony. Yeah, PC Tony responds to Brandy Rhodes, who's like, I just watched The Invisible Man. Or I just saw The Invisible Man. And PC Tony was like, How? 
So my dumbass starts typing, oh, you can see it streaming on Voodoo. But I'm like, oh, wait a second. And then I deleted it and put up Badum Ching because it was just a bad pun, a dad joke, if you will. You're clever. Well done. And on that note, we're going to bring this episode of Bandwagon Nerds to a close. Tony, tell everybody where they can find you out there in the interwebs. <clears throat> right here on Bandwagon Nerds. Check the show out at Bandwagon Nerds. I'll get that out of the way for you guys. Uh, at PC Tony for me. Also at Podcast DWI. Go ahead and find at Pod is War. Chairshot.com. Wrestlingnews.com. Head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check out all the uh, Pro Wrestling Tees we got going on over there. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Mr. Ungar, you're uh, up. I would say in general, not just, I mean, go to Pro Wrestling Tees and support the chair shot, but sh- there are so many indie wrestlers out there who just have no work. I, mean, I just in- did an interview with Tracy Smothers and John Cosper about their book. Tracy was a big proponent of that. Hey, look, there's a lot of these guys who aren't getting bookings right now. Go support them by buying their shirts. I, I just want to add one thing to that, Dave. AJ Kirsch, right now, right? I mean, 10 bucks, he will cut whatever promo you want on whatever you want as, as, as Brosif Joe Brody. Okay. So 10 bucks, you can get your own promo cut. All right. Help, help a good friend of mine in the wrestling business and go help AJ Kirsch. Yeah. So make sure you guys are doing that. Anybody listening to this show is more than likely, I'd say 90% sure you're a wrestling fan or got here because of that. So yeah, support the industry even if you're going to just tune out of WrestleMania this weekend for whatever reason that you might want to, we're not going to get into that again, Tony, but if you want to check me out, it's uh, at attitude, a G G at attitude ag or on facebook.com slash attitude of aggression. And you can find me on the Twitter at wrestling realist. That is W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T lost a follower fellows. I'm down to four sixty two. danger. Will Robinson danger. Uh, <laughs> we're all in real trouble. You can listen to me on this podcast. You can also listen to me every Wednesday on the chair shot radio with Craig DeMarco and Miranda trying to steal my job. Morales. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. All right. Well, that's going to do it next week, folks. We're going to talk video games. Looks like we're going to talk about our favorite systems and our top three games in each system that we run down. Look forward to seeing you all then. Until then, stay safe, climb out of the basement, but stay indoors. You've been listening to Bandwagon Nerds. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.